Welcome to our weekly devotion. I want to look this week at Ephesians chapter 5 and really the first eight verses. Let me read those to you. Follow God's example, therefore, as dearly loved children and walk in the way of love, just as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us as a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. But among you, there must not be even a hint of sexual immorality or of any kind of impurity or of greed, because these are improper to God's, for God's holy people. Nor should there be obscenity, foolish talk, or coarse joking, which are out of place, but rather thanksgiving. For of this you can be sure, no immoral, impure, or greedy person, such a person as an idolater, has any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God. Let no one deceive you with empty words, for because of such things God's wrath comes on those who are disobedient. Therefore, do not be partners with them. For you once, you were once in darkness. You were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Live as children of light. For the fruit of the light consists in all goodness, righteousness, and truth. So I'm looking at this and thinking about, especially verse three, but among you, there must not even be a hint of sexual immorality or of any kind of impurity or of greed, because these are improper for God's holy people. And reminding us that salvation, the ordo salutis, does not just mean justification, where we're forgiven for our sins. It also means sanctification, which is being made holy. And so because of the righteousness of Christ imputed to us, we're considered holy, but we're also becoming actually holy so that we're, we're living according to the word of God and we're not continuing in the deeds of darkness. And so Paul names a number of them here that we should turn away from, that if you're struggling with them, God is, is, is working your life. If you're struggling with them and you, you're not confessing them as a sin, then this a question raises a question about, well, what does this person think sin is? And from what are they saved? Or are they just, just calling themselves a Christian for some other reason? But if you're struggling with them and you're recognizing, yeah, that's a sin that I'm having a hard time overcoming, then you, you need to pray according to this chapter and ask for, ask for strength from the Lord so you can overcome sin remaining in you and become more and more holy. We should have that our hearts set on that so that the, the actual struggle it becomes a joy. When we think about struggling with sin, we think about the joy becoming more Christ-like, becoming more uh, holy as we're children of God. That should make us, uh, or, or as he says in verse 8, live as children of light in that fruit of goodness, righteousness, and truth. And in verse 10, find out what pleases the Lord. Have nothing to do with the fruitless deeds of darkness. So he goes on and on here admonishing us to live according to God's path. And I, I find that uh, the love of being holy, to be like God, will be the great uh, thing that brings a person through that struggle with sin. When you do view sin, the, the thing you're being tempted to do, as part of the deeds of darkness that, that leads to death, the wages of which is death, and the other path is the path of holiness, then that darkness has less and less a hold on your mind. You're less and less tempted. And the tempter is uh, cunning, wily. He won't continue to simply tempt somebody when he, he knows that temptation can be resisted. And so that's why it says resist the devil and he'll flee from you. This might take a few times, 
But as you increasingly show no interest in that former sin, the temptation goes away. Now, another temptation may arise uh, as you're tempted in other ways or tempted in uh, throughout our life. But the point is you're overcoming them. You're, you're making progress. And so just as Christ gave himself as an offering, so too we view ourselves as giving our lives as a living sacrifice. Romans 12, 1. We're giving ourselves a living sacrifice so that we're turning away from the things that we might otherwise want to do and joyfully desiring to be holy. And so that really characterizes the majority of the life of a Christian being refined in the furnace to be more holy. Just, justification and, and conversion happening uh, really at the very beginning. So the rest of the life is spent on this refining and we're refined through those fires of temptation as we work out all impurity that's remaining to become more holy. So let's read through Ephesians 5 again and listen to these admonitions from the Apostle Paul to become more godly, to walk in God's path. 